Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Look Sport Media FA Cup special, where we're going to look at the FA Cup round two fixtures. We're going to speak about some of the upsets that have been happening and we're going to look at the round three draw as well. Uh, today I'm joined, uh, sorry, my name's Matt. Uh, I'm a Notts County fan. I'm with Owen. Hi guys, yeah, obviously you know me from the League One podcast as a Stevenage fan and uh, happy to talk about FA Cup round two, even if uh, our result didn't go the right way. It's all right, neither did mine. And uh, we're also with Lewis. Yeah, hi Matt. Uh, I'm I'm usually on the Championship podcast. I'm a whole City fan myself. Yeah, we'll be going on to the third round draw where I get to chat about our lovely draw at home to Birmingham. So can't wait for that. So out of all three of us, only one of the hosts' team has got through to the third round. Uh, Lewis, you're playing. You've got a lovely little fixture, which you're obviously very happy about. Uh, and you're playing Birmingham at home. Speak to us. I'll be honest, I don't think the draw could have went any worse, to be honest. <laughs> the last thing you want is a championship side. And it's not like I can even say to myself, oh, it's a, it's a home game for me. I don't even live in Hull. I live in Sheffield. So I don't even think it's one I'll make my way over for. I would have loved something like Newcastle away because I don't know if you can tell by, from the accent. I'm actually from Newcastle. And being a Hull fan up there, it's a little bit weird. But either that or one the the big six Premier League sides. or potential non-league outfit, but it couldn't have went worse, Birmingham at home. No offence to any Birmingham fans, but I did not want that at all. <laughs> no, I feel like it's a bit of a, it's almost a bit of a, not a pointless draw, obviously, because it's FA Cup, it's not pointless, but you you either want to challenge yourself against, in my eyes, you either want to challenge yourself against a higher, higher opposition and a bit of a payday from doing so, or play against somebody who's a bit lower down in the tables and give you a bit more of a chance of going through to then face a higher opposition, get to the bigger rounds, et cetera, et cetera. Seems like you've hit a bit of a stalemate almost, like both clubs have. A hundred percent. And I feel like the the attendance at the game will probably mirror that. It stinks of 
6,000 attendance or something like that, unless we put the tickets at three quid, like we're most likely will. Like if we got someone like a, an Eastley or someone at home, then that would have been brilliant because they would have brought potentially a thousand fans and would have been a great payday for them. But no, it's, it's a meaningless game. And yeah, I don't think anyone's going to say they're looking forward to that one. 6,000, we dream of that sometimes, especially in the <laughs> FA Cup. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm by two fans here who've had experience in higher leagues, experience with loads of fans. I've seen us play in front of like 1,500, 2,000 fans a lot of the time. So it's always a great experience when we actually go to these top rounds. So like Villa Park last year, but I banged on about that for about a year and a half and I won't stop. Yeah, that's a little bit alien to me because obviously when yeah. we had the Alums in ownership, we had lows of 10,000, 9,500. That was low of the low. So seeing yeah. just a few thousand at home games is a little alien to me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It is. I think that gap is quite tremendous, isn't it? Like you said 10,000, 9,500 is low. When, yeah. you know, not especially, we're getting five figures every week at the moment. And it's like, well, give or take every week. And it's... Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a spectacle seeing Meadow Lane as full as it is. And this is one of the best attendances we've had in years. When we were in League yeah. One, we got significantly lower than we do now. And it's it's, it's great to see. Uh, it's a it's shame just... how the FA Cup does, though, isn't it? Yeah. How it can draw yeah. them lower attendances. I think we got maybe 3,000 the other week, like when yeah. we played Shrewsbury. Yeah, I think it's a lot of the time. It's because you're like, you, unless you're playing a big, big side, a lot of like the people usually go to the league games think it doesn't really matter as much. Like for this year, we, we've surprisingly like we used to having two to three thousand every week. We're a bit lower than we were that season where we just didn't win at all, or we should have gone down. Uh, but this year, we've done really well. We've started to get like at least five thousand most weeks, um, at least four thousand usually. But it's been the FA Cup games. We've only been about two thousand, maybe three thousand fans. I think it was at maybe Tramere, but that's what I mean. I think a lot, unless we're playing like a top top Premier League side or Championship side, we just don't get the attendance. Um, but yeah, I think that's a lot because like the neutrals or, or the or the casuals don't think that's they're going to save their money and go to a game that matters. Like we played Peterborough in the week, and obviously that was a, that was about six thousand fans because Peterborough sold at their stand. We had quite a lot of ours, so I think it's a lot of the time it's just because of that. Yeah, Lewis, you were you mentioned Eastley, uh, who were at the front of a bit of a how I'm phrasing a cup set, which I don't think is originally from me, if I'm honest. Um, but they managed to beat Reading 2-1, uh, League One Reading. Obviously, they're struggling a little bit um, with finances and with points and all that jazz. But to say the they didn't... I, I, forgive me if I'm wrong, and please tell me if I am. But to my knowledge, Reading didn't field the strongest 11 that they could have done, which in my eyes was massively surprising when you've got a National League side. Eastley are a good side, by the way. Paul McCallum yeah. did fantastically this game. Yeah. Um, when you've got a National League side in the FA Cup and 67, is it 67 grand if you go through? Yeah, something like yeah. that, yeah. And you've that money's going to be so crucial to Reading at the moment. I don't know why they didn't go strong. Because especially, yeah, I know EC, there wasn't a great draw for EC. If I just double check who they're playing in the next round, they're but playing. They'll wade to Barnet or Newport. So realistically, if they if if Reading went for it, they could have been in the fourth round. That's a lot of money for them, especially the position they're in now. That's valuable to paying off debts. Yeah, it's no, of course. Position. That's my yeah. The point I'm kind of trying to get across is that I, I don't understand when you're in such a poor physical position like Reading are, 
yeah. and you have that like a good opportunity to play a strong eleven and should theoretically comfortably be to side two divisions lower. Admit it's all up in the air. Um, why you wouldn't kind of throw everything at it? Yeah, yeah, I, I do feel like it is just a case of um, massively underestimating the opposition and. Even though they're on League One side, they've not been in the best form by any means. And tough players such as Lewis Ping and Sam Smith on the bench, yeah, they came on, but if they started, that could have completely changed proceedings. And yeah, like you said, 67 grand or whatever it is. But the financial situation and what's going on upstairs at Redden, that could have made a bit of a difference. And of course, we all know about the upstairs situation due to all the off-field protests that were happening at the game. Yeah, I think also, if you get to the full fifth round, sixth round, you play a big side, you make a good respect to yourself, that gives you a platform for an American or or someone from the Middle East or so, like someone who has money to go, oh, I like them, I like how they played. They're up for sale. Oh, great, we'll go and buy them. That's brilliant. I don't know why that's like, especially, um, there has been, I don't know if there's ever been times like that, but it's a great platform in the FA Cup for because a lot of audiences know what the FA Cup is, a lot of international want to know what the FA Cup is. It's stupid because, like I said, they've got Newport, they would have played Newport or Barnet in the next round, probably should have would have won that. And then you're in the full frame, you play, you could play a big boy or get another team and, and go on a bit of a cut run. So it's, it's stupid, it's gone both ways to be honest. And, um, yeah, it's a mess there. And I've never rated Ruben Sellers, um, as a manager to be honest. I've said this on the podcast a couple of times. I think he should be sacked. The reason why he isn't, I think, is because of the situation at the moment. I know he's in a tough position with the points of action, but there's times where he's just not set up his team, especially when they're willing to defend and it's cost them dearly. Shrewsbury was one where they conceded two goals in injury time or near injury time to, to go from a winning position to losing. And they were 2 0 up against Portsmouth. Granted, Portsmouth are a brilliant side, but they lost, they were 2 0 up. And if they, kept themselves shut and maybe and maybe tried to defend. They could have got at least a point out of that game. They lost that quite comfortably in the end. Um, I do think they're going down this year. It'll be, it'll be a building job. We'll just hope to find a buy. I think there has been some improvement in it for what we were talking about last week. But um, yeah, just hope that goes down the line. Uh, on the flip side of that, however, obviously it's not all on Reading and poor decision-making. It's a brilliant result for Eastleigh. Uh, yeah. Obviously, through to the third round of the cup, like we've said, sixty-seven thousand pounds has been the reported figure. Um, going into a national league squad uh, who are able to make transfers whenever, because obviously there's no windows in the national league. Um, they're really uh, easily are one of those teams in in my eyes who really could push for um, the playoffs this year. I think with Paul McCallum, who's doing a fantastic job, I think he's one of the top goal scorers in the National League at the moment. Players like Enzio Baldwin, who've got a lot of uh, football league experience playing in League Two with Susson, playing League Two in Notts County even. Um, they really do have the opportunity to go forward and I think this is only going to benefit them in that sense. Yeah, the only worry about that though is if McCallum in January, if some like desperate League Two or League One club looks at him and goes, well, he scored loads of goals nationally. And look at him against a big league, a league one side like Reading. He might be the, the answer to a goal-scoring problem that someone might put in a decent bid for him. I don't know how old McCallum is, or McCullum, sorry. Um, or like how his experience like and how, how he might react from those situations. But yeah, I'd love to see a club that like easy in the Football League. I, I love to see like, Wrexham and Lots County are sides that should be in the Football League, to be fair. But I love to see like a Boreham word, an Eastleigh, uh, like teams like that to be in the football league because it's it's someone new, it's someone exciting. Um, 
I've always petitioned for someone like the Bournemouth to be in there because, yeah, they they haven't got the greatest attendances, but like I said, doesn't matter on attendances. But they build a good side, and I always say I write I rate Luke Gerrard. I think he's one of the I think he's one of the best national league managers up there because considering the squad they have and the the funds he has, he builds a great squad. And I and I spare Eastley, but there are some brilliant national league sides that I wouldn't be surprised uh, got for themselves in the next couple of years and could change the shape of the football league. Yeah, no, I think you come. I think you're completely correct. I think seeing a team like Eastleigh in the in the football league would be incredible. Uh, I just want to uh, comment that Luke Jarrett is the uh, Boreham Wood manager. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I got confused. I thought you were speaking about him as the Eastleigh. <laughs> no, <boss. laughs> no, yeah. I, I I've rated him for years. I feel like just could, like as um because when when Stevenage have had managers sacked, I've always gone for. I think he should be manager. I think we should go for him. I think he's just very comfortable at, at a job at Bournemouth. So that's why I think he stays. But um, yeah, I think the EC manager's done a brilliant job where he is. That's the problem though at the moment with the National League and there have been talks about this. But people like Chesterfield, Wrexham to an extent, Notts County to an extent, which is because they're massive clubs or they have, or Wrexham massive club plus the, the budget they had with the, with the uh, ownership. You've got loads of money and be able to, attract players from higher leagues um, that is sort of freezing these typical National League sides out of a chance. Um, like Chesterfield, what are they, 14 points clear or something stupid in the National League at the moment? I don't, I'll um, have to have a look, but yeah, yeah, they're definitely top of the they're, league. Yeah, they're top of the league by a, a decent margin and some of their players are, are, are top quality and, and a League One, League Two level and they've shown that, what, they beat Portsmouth and they've beaten Lurton Orient and they've lost a couple of FA Cup runs. And they've got a good chance of maybe going a little bit of a run again. It's the third year in a row they've made the third round of the FA Cup. So, as a yeah, non-league no, side, so yeah, no, it's an incredibly interesting one. It's one of the cup sets that we wanted to speak about as well. Was Chesterfield beating Leighton Orient? Obviously, Leighton Orient also in League One, uh, also not doing fantastically, but definitely not in the same situation as Reading are. Uh, great result for them. I've seen on, obviously, I, I didn't see the game personally, but I've seen online that a lot of Chesterfield fans saying this wasn't their good best game. They genuinely didn't play that well. But to not play very well and then get a result against the League One side, I think shows credit to the job Paul Cook's doing at Chesterfield. And yeah, like you said, they are top of the league. They are eight game, They are eight points ahead and they are two games in hand on Bromley, who are in second. So yeah. they are absolutely flying at the moment. And I think it's in their own hands whether they come up. Yeah. They've got Watford away in the next round as well. So, um, obviously, a, a tough test for them. But it'll be interesting to see how, see how they play there. Uh, Watford are, are all right, doing all right in League one, uh, in Championship at the moment. But I can see them pushing them a little bit there. Yeah. No, I think they will do. How are Watford doing this season, Lewis? Um, they've, they've only just beat Hull this weekend, which I'm still still recovering from if I'm being honest they've been very consistently inconsistent is what I like to say they've had a good few last four games they've won three out of the last four and they're only three points of the playoffs but about a month ago they were in and around the relegation spots they're just in that contingent of teams between sixth and about 12 that I've got like two three points between them all going for the playoffs so they've been They've been okay as of recent, but they got off to a fairly poor start in the season. Okay. How do you think they'll line up against Chesterford? Do you think they'll kind of, how we think, see Reading lined up and underestimated easily? Do you think Watford could possibly do the same thing and think, we're Watford, we're a former Premier League side, we should be in the Premier League? 
and we're playing Chesterfield of the National League, how do you think they're going to kind of approach the game in that sense? It's one of them ones where, on paper, it's championship side against National League, but in truth, Chesterfield are league, high League Two quality side, you know, the likes of Will Grigg, etc. Paul Cook is a League One manager in my eyes. It's absolutely brilliant for Chesterfield that they've kept a hold of him in National League, but I don't. So I don't think that Watford will underestimate that. Underestimate that, and will probably wouldn't power a second string team. But I don't think all the heavy hitters such as Aspria, Kayembe, I don't think all of them will be there. But they'll certainly put a lot more of a fight up in comparison to Redden away at Eastleigh. Okay. Um, just a very quick little note that I've just found out that Paul McCallum is actually the top goal scorer in the National League at the moment. Um, he's got 16 goals so far, which is pretty impressive to say they've played 17. Well, he's played 17 games. Um, cup sets. Uh, Aldershot Town drew 2-2 with Stockport. I believe they were down... Were they down 2-0? No. No. Uh- no, so Aldershot took the lead. Um, Stockport, uh, I think it's a brilliant goal from Burn, from what I've seen. Yes. Uh, just sort of marauding, marauding from centre-back and, and put one in there, mm. which fair play to him. Um, then Stockport scored again uh, with Madden, obviously top goal, uh, top goal scorer for them, I believe, uh, with Madden and uh, doing really well for them. And then uh, Stokes with his with his second as well in, in the six, seven minutes to force a draw. Um, just get a quick mention to Stokes because uh, he's, He's been brilliant for them, considering last season he was playing hashtag United with Sudbury, and now he's scoring loads of goals against League One and League Two defences, um, and maybe forcing his way into maybe an EFL move this year or the next. Uh, just special mention to him, but yeah, Aldershot brilliant result, especially considering Stockport are a top side in League Two. Um, obviously, they beat Swindon. Was it seven four in the end? In the first round, and I, I I know it's away, but I can I can see Aldershot maybe nicking one there, maybe, maybe beating Stockport in the replay. I think I it's going like to be. Sorry, Lewis, please. So um, it, it sort of came round the game for them at probably the best time possible because Stockport went on that run of was it what twelve wins in a row, something yeah. like that, absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. That sort of them um, be at the top of League Two, but ever since they've, like, inc- including that draw against Aldershot, they've lost one and drawn two in the last three and a couple of games prior to that they also got a loss against Bolton I feel like it's came around a very good time and if this was maybe a couple of weeks ago I don't think we'd be talking about a potential cup upset I think Stockport would have potentially strolled by and knocked in three or four against them yeah yeah no I think you're spot on and I think this is where Stockport have kind of where like you said Aldershot have caught them at a good time especially now they have got a cup tie it's whether Stockport will focus on the cup or whether they will focus on remaining top of League Two, because obviously they are top. They're top by five points. However, there is so many teams very, very close behind them. With Wrexham and Barrow both on thirty-seven, they're on forty-two. Stockport, Wrexham and Barrow both on thirty-seven. Mansfield, Crew, and Knotts all just behind them on thirty-six. It's incredibly top. Uh, sorry, yeah. it's incredibly tight at the top of League Two. Now, if Stockport focus more primarily on the FA Cup, obviously they could. I feel like they have the firepower to quite comfortably beat Aldershot, especially when they're going to be playing at Stockport. Um, but it's whether they're going to keep 
almost look at that and think, right, we're going to focus on the league, make sure we go into Christmas top of the league, try and extend our points a little bit. Or they go, let's, right, we're top of the league as it stands. We're happy. Let's get a bit of a cup run going as well, you know. Yeah, they get get a bit of money in for January. Yeah, they've got West Brom away uh, in the third round if they do be able to defeat Aldershot. So another tough game for them if they do go through. So maybe... If I was Stockport, I would say probably focus on the league because, like you say, League Two is, like I said, Stevens is quite like a guy out of the league that wasn't as tight this year. Because you look at, like, I mean, Notts County, Wrexham, Stockport, even like Crew, Barrow, like there's those are really, really good sides. And 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 you've still got some of the chasing back down in your eighth, ninth, and tenth. If they go on a bit of a run or any anyone like that, they could they could shoot up the league. That's how tight League Two, League One that usually is. So. Um, I if I was Stockport, I would say focus focus on the league, but you never know really how, how it goes, especially if you could cause a shock. So I feel like um, with Stockport, of course, you know the league is priority for them. They are first, and despite that lack of form, they are they are still doing well. But I don't think they can underestimate the money that will come through if they do beat Aldershot because awaiting them in the third round, West Brom away, and. That's a half decent little payout for a League Two side, and if they were potentially able to get onto a cup upset against that, they could be in with the big boys in the big six of the Premier League. Yeah, I think that's almost crucial when going into January as well, because obviously this money that if they if they if they go through would get is you know sixty seven thousand pounds is a decent chunk of money like i'm not saying it's a transfer fee for the top talent of league two but that's that's how much not's paid for for macaulay langstaff for example reportedly yeah. how much we paid for macaulay langstaff um i'm not saying they're going to go and find another macaulay langstaff but that money definitely gives them more options it adds to a budget it could pay you know a few five players wages for a couple of weeks it's really quite useful at any sort of level, but most in like the League Two, especially when they're looking to add reinforcements and add strength going into January, I don't think it can be understated. So in in my opinion, I think they need to kind of... Fo- I would focus more on the cup if I was Stockport at this moment in time because of the benefits of a good chan- what a good January transfer window would hold you. Yeah, I think, I think uh, uh, you look at Stevish from last year, like we were what second, it was sort of same position really because we, we were second in League Two um, when when we played Villa in the FA Cup. So we got got through, got a bit of money from beating Kings Lynn, also being on TV. Got a massive money spinning draw against Aston Villa side when there's thirty thousand there. Somehow won when that was on iPlayer, so that was given a decent amount of money there. And the money we got from the third round and the publicity publicity from it, because um, like they said, they had people on. They had, I know it's just not from the money, but privacy such as they had fans on like local news, national news. Because I remember my school, I was my I was interviewed on BBC Breakfast about Stevenage, um, when we were playing Stoke and the money from that game with the Matt fans there, right? That I think that fueled up promo- not just the promotion push, but the budget for this season that's made Stevenage play so well, and I think. Um, and that's why I think a good cup run is very good for a side maybe chasing like a chasing promotion, especially a side that might not have the budget of a big side like a Wrexham or a Notts County. 
Yeah, no, I'd have to agree with you. I think uh, another another cup set that we kind of gone on the rate under the radar, which we didn't speak about pre-game, is the fact that Gillingham went and beat Charlton two 0 Now yeah. Gillingham had a fantastic start to League Two. Uh, they were top of the league for a while. They kept, I think, they won about four games on the bounce, one nil, which yeah. is a bit random. Then they sacked the manager, which was quite surprising. Uh, they're currently sitting seventh, so they are still inside the playoffs just. Um, but they're, they're they're doing well, but nothing absolutely spectacular. And then they go and play a mid-table Charlton team, who are mid-table in League One. Uh, they're 10th, so well, pretty much bang on mid-table. They're, they're playing beat... well at the moment, though. Charlton. Saying, they're, play, they're playing really well at the moment, yeah. Yeah. They've had the people renaissance because they sat um, Holden, I think it was, uh, early on in the season. Um, I think it might be just after they beat uh, the draw with us. Um, they brought in Mark Appleton and he's been a far Alfie May, especially. He came back from injury after about a couple a couple of weeks. And him and him and Reed are near top there, top scorers in League League One at the moment. Um, but yeah, they're doing really well at the moment, other than the slight blip they had against Crow Valley. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I was like I said, sorry about interrupting, but I think at the moment they're they're gonna be up there in the playoffs. But yeah, that was a shot loss of Gillingham. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 more than fine. Um but yeah, that that it's taken me a bit by surprise when, especially since you've just mentioned how well Charlton are doing, to go and lose two 0 to Gillingham, I think was, in my eyes is quite a quite a shock. Uh, I feel yeah, I, I feel like it was um like on the surface it looks like a fairly a fairly spineless performance from Charlton as well, like just a three shots and just a one on target as well and getting outdone. In possession as well from a team lower down, it's it's just fairly shocking on paper, really. Yeah, it is, especially when you've been saying about how good Charlton have been going forward. Uh, the use of Alfie May, for example, I don't I don't know if he played. If I'm honest, um, well, it says on Google he did. Um, and it's like Gillingham have managed to keep him incredibly quiet for ninety minutes or however long he played, and that's a really impressive feat in my eyes. Yeah. Um, and 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 like I said, Chilling, we've got their award. They played Sheffield United at home in the FA Cup, right? And considering how that's just say Sheffield United, how bad they've been in the, in the Premier League moment. Yes, they are a Premier League side, but confidence is key in a lot of the a lot of the time in 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 a, in a team's performance. And if Gillingham can use this game and use that drive to maybe get the players to know that they'll be playing a Premier League side, if they or maybe even they might even be on telly uh, in January. Um, and get a good run up uh, into, uh, up to Christmas and, and through the Christmas period, um, there's a chance that they can beat Sheffield United. And that's obviously a lot of money, publicity as well. And there's a chance there for, for another, another big tie in the fourth round or go on a bit of a cup run. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Gillingham, they've got a really good really good chance here to, to, go and, to go on a bit of a cup run and improve their season, see if they can get into League yeah. One again. I feel like... Um... We just don't know what Sheffield United side is going to turn up, and that's is it January sixth, I believe the games are going to take place. Of course, we know everything that's going on upstairs. Sheffield United today there's been they've been chopping and changing with the manager. Apparently, according yeah. to um, reports, Paul Heckenbottom is going to go with Chris Welder replacing him, coming back into the dugout. And I just, I, I mean, it's a whole other thing. Me saying what I think about that appointment I think it's an awful appointment being honest but Sheffield United in general it's the perfect Premier League side for a lower league side to to draw and 
potentially get upset in the third round there. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think if you want, if you were to draw any sort of big club with the most advantages to yourself, I think Sheffield United would be it. They've got a massive loyal fan base who you know will travel in numbers. Um, and they're in a pretty dire situation at the moment in terms of performances. So they're probably the most the most likely to get past, I'd say. Um, yeah. I was hoping for another cup set tonight, but Wimbledon seemed to be absolutely smashing Ramsgate 4-0 at the it's moment. 4-0, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which is a yeah, bit of a pain. Yeah, I was hoping Ramsgate would turn up. But, <laughs> yeah. but hey, what can you do? Um, and fi- uh, like the final cup set in my eyes, obviously feel free to add more lads, is that, that Maidstone managed to beat Barrow. Maidstone of National League South, uh, who got relegated from the National League last season, uh, have beaten a very, very good and a very, very informed Barrow side. Barrow have won in... Oh, sorry. Have won five of their last five games with Pete Wilde doing what Pete Wilde does best. There's an interview out with Pete Wilde on Luxport Media if you want to hear more. But Barrow doing absolutely incredibly in the league. Hopefully could have gone on a bit of a cup run. Would have kind of topped it all off at the moment. And stood in their way is Maidstone United. And that really shocked me. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't that surprise me at all. That surprised me a lot because I think like I said, Mason, what they were, the National League South side, they got relegated last season and no one thought they would do anything in that. And now they're, they're into the third round. I think said first time since the 80s, they've been to a third round in the FA Cup. Um, bit of a rotten draw they have got against Mylot or, or Port Vale in, in the next round. So, um, depending on that replay. Uh, but like I said, I know I'm bigging up Mylot, but that is still a, a it's better chance of them getting into the fourth round than it is playing playing a side in the Premier League or the Championship. So for them, I think I think they've they'll be all right with the draw. Probably most likely it could even be a, t- a tally game as well, considering they are going to be the lo- the lowest ranked side, I believe, unless unless maybe Al- Alderton Town. I've got their name wrong, haven't I? Alfreton. Uh, Alfreton. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, Alfreton uh, or Walsall. I don't know how what league what league comparison. Obviously, with with it being regionalised in the National North and South. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think, I think Maidstone will be happy with what they've done, happy with who they've got in the next round. Chance maybe get to the fourth round, but even then, it's a, like I said, they've got, they started in the second qualifying round. They had to go through three rounds of qualifying plus the next, plus the last two rounds. So they've had to play five games in the FA Cup to get to where they are now. They'll be proud of what's ever happened. And hopefully they can use that money, which will be very, very nice for them to go on promotion push and get back to the National League. Yeah, definitely. And did you see Bivesh... I absolutely butchered this name and I'm so sorry. Bivesh, yeah. Bivesh Gurung, I believe is his name. That's his name, but that yeah. probably isn't how you pronounce it. Did you see his goal? Absolutely yeah. fantastic finish. Yeah. And I'm right in saying that he's been there for a while, which is hometown club or something. I think I heard someone reading something about that as well. Um, well, he's been there for... I think he might have been there for a little while. Um, and you can tell from the scenes, he's very passionate. Um, and that's that's what you want. This is the FA Cup moments I live for, right? Yeah, I'm a Stevenage fan, and and yes, I it hurts, especially if we do play Maidstone because the the memories I have, the bad memories I have from uh, losing there in a replay uh, when it was live on, I think it was been BT Sport on the 4G pitch in 2014. But um, to see those like Maidstone fans, seeing what they haven't, well, some of them haven't ever seen them, well. 
most of them probably have never seen them in the third round of the FA Cup. So to see them that happy and, and, and to sort of celebrate with the fans, you don't get that in the Premier League. You don't really get that in the Championship or even League One. To see that happen now is brilliant. It really is. And I think it's about time that we heard from our advertisers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, thank you very much. And um, so what we should look at next, I think, is the games which are coming up in the third round, which are already guaranteed. There's a few big ones in there. Uh, my personal favourite, and Lewis, you might be able to give us a bit more information considering it's from your way, is uh, Sunderland versus Newcastle. Yeah, that's the game up my neck of the woods. And I think it's safe to say that's going to be an absolute cracker. I think before we even go on to discuss if Sunderland will struggle against a Premier League opposition or anything, I think the real struggle that day will be from Northumbria Police, if I'm going to be honest. They'll, they'll <laughs> yeah. struggle to keep that one under wraps. It's going to be mayhem in the streets of Sunderland but yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's been way too long without a town and weird derby and it's just going to yeah. be absolutely brilliant as well no matter what the score is if I'm being honest I'd probably love to see a Sunderland win just because I've got so many pals that are Newcastle fans yeah. and it would make my day certainly yeah it's also good conceivably poised at the moment because I think I look at a stat and they're like is it something like forty-seven wins each, or something that equals the amount of wins each team's got in the in yeah, the in the effort yeah. against each other? So it'd be interesting. Also, imagine like they just absolutely do over the police. We're going. It's a Saturday <laughs> kickoff at like seven forty-five. I wouldn't think that would happen. I think most likely it'll be a Sunday. It'll probably be a, an early kickoff at most because they like to do that with a lot of those, don't they? They like to a lot of the big big derby games. They usually have them quite early, don't they? So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why that's done. Is that in, is that in the, the thought of, oh, it's it's quite early on in the day, they might still be a bit sleepy, they might not be asked about kicking each other's um, heads then? I think, I, think I, it's most, yeah. I think it's mostly to do with if, it, if it's a, a late kickoff, they'll drink too much and it will start off. Yeah. So I think it's more to do with they're not going to drink booze at 10 a.m., but it's the Britain, it's a derby, well, so they're going to drink booze early yeah. on. Um, I think also, this, this is this, this, this is Newcastle and Sunderland fans we are talking about. I'm sure they'll open the boozers up at like five in the morning just for this game alone. Yeah, but it's going to be a tasty one. There are some really, really good ties. Um, another one that, yeah, isn't the biggest for, isn't like the greatest tie considering like lower league versus big league. But obviously Liverpool Arsenal is another one that jumps out the page. Um two massive sides playing each other, which, yeah, some fans won't want to see it, but most fans, other fans, big fans will do. But other ones that jump my page that are going to be happening, 
like Watford, Chesterfields, which we have talked talked about. Um, Wigan versus Manchester United. Um, Wigan have had problems with their financials, but this will really help them. Don't know about you guys, but that, yeah, that probably, quite probably get full attendance in that game, won't you? Yeah, I imagine I'll probably sell out that. Um, years, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, I think what else is Gillian Preston away to Chelsea is quite a good one. Yeah, that's decent. Quite a big one. For them. Um, Sutton, obviously, they got a bit lucky with the whole Barnsley situation. Uh, so they're going away to Plymouth. So for their fans, not particularly great, but they'll get a decent payday from that. Um, I think that one's um, uh, that's going to be quite an interesting tie because you've got Plymouth who currently sits 16th in the sorry. Currently sit 16th in the championship at the moment, who have you know, recently promoted from League One. Seems to be making their, making their way in the league a little bit, still trying to steer clear of them relegation spots, which they are doing, but not by a huge proportion in yeah. terms of points. Uh, and Sutton sat rock bottom of the of League Two. I'm really quite interested in which way this is going to go, because I can't see either team putting their all into the cup, because Sutton, obviously, bottom of League Two, they they need to focus on the league, otherwise they're going to end up in the National League again. No. Plymouth, again, have only just been promoted to to the Championship. Is it um, is it four up, four down from League One, League Two? Uh, yeah, league uh, One Championship, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, it's from... Yeah, it's so League three One to the three Championship, down. it's three down. It's three up, three okay. down, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, League One, league one is four, and then I think League Two to the National League is two. So that's what I mean. Sutton do not want to go down again, because we... Wrexham fans, and I presume not County, uh, Matt will know um, how hard it is to get out of that league. Um, with the two with the two promotion spots, I'm quite lucky. We were quite lucky to stay out of that due to two teams going under, which yeah isn't the greatest. But um, but yeah, I mean their aim has got to be set up this year. This money will be a great help though in the window um, to see if they can get some signings in and, and, and hopefully make a difference. But um, yeah, be interesting. Uh, another one that jumped off my page, though, will probably be what looks like to be Wimbledon versus Ipswich. Um, Wimbledon are, are doing all right at the moment. Uh, but, um, yeah, Wimbledon are doing all right at the moment. But uh, Ipswich are, are my favorite, one of my favourites to go up with Leicester this year. So that'll be a really interesting game to have a watch at. Yeah, Ipswich are doing very well in the Championship, aren't they, at the moment, Lewis? Couldn't be doing better, to be honest. I didn't... When looking at like my predictions, etc., I had them nowhere near the automatics. I don't, I don't know if we're allowed to mention it on a podcast, but I know that second tier pod constantly went on about how they thought it was going to be up there, and by chance they are. And it just, yeah, it, it's just absolutely incredible job that I mean, Kieran McKenna is doing with them, and completely unexpected for me. No, they are. They're doing a fantastic job. And I think they've kind of taken everyone by surprise. They've almost been that. They've done what Barrow have done in League Two and just snuck up there and just being in the top three. That's kind of what, in my eyes, Ipswich have done. As someone who doesn't really focus too much on the championship, that seems to be what they've done in the case. They've just appeared in like the top three or four and decided to stay there. Yeah. And it's, it's, not, a, it's not a case of them massively adding to the ranks and in the summer they didn't go out and spend loads of money yeah they got these smart little additions such as brandon williams in on loan he's got that premier league experience but the core of the squad is still what they had last season in league one so it's just absolutely incredible that they've been able to make that step up and go to 
quite likely go to potentially the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to have a look at the different result, like the different, like Crystal Palace Everton for me isn't the yeah. greatest of fixtures. It's just a bog standard Premier League game. Yeah. Um, and on this sort of topic, um, I don't know if you'll have heard, but Jess Stelling was on Talk Sport earlier on about completely reimagining the way the third round is done in terms of it's done through seeds. Now the yeah. big clubs are involved. So we don't have, well, there's less likelihood of games such as Palace and Everton and Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, which, well, the Liverpool Arsenal game, just to start with, I think that's really quite interesting because it gets one of the two teams who have the most chance of winning this competition out straight yeah. away. And I find that really quite interesting. So I think both of them are really going to have to go for this game, making it quite a spectacle. Yeah. Um, but, and you'll have to forgive me if I'm wrong and kind of interrupt me. But the way Jeff Stelling said it in my ears was that the lowest seeded teams would be drawn against either Premier League or Championship sides exclusively. Yeah. And then the rest would kind of be all balled in together. Yeah. Um, it's sort of going off the German model. Um, I'm a big fan of international football and looking at the rules and things. Um, a lot of the time with the German model, especially in the first round, I believe second round, um, so you have all the, the sides from the third tier and the fourth tier and sides in their regional leagues. Uh, they all go into one pot. Uh, they draw them out. They're always at home. This is different to a lot of these models. They're at home. Uh, they get drawn and then they pick a team from the Bundesliga or Bundesliga 2. They get picked out. If there's any leftover um, from the second pot, then that just get, they get drawn within each other when it goes to the second and third round. Um, also, I think they do it in France as well, a little bit like that. But a lot of the time with that is if it's an open draw, but I think with them, it's if it's they're two or three tiers below, no matter what team was drawn first, the side lower has to be at home. That could maybe even be a model itself. So, for example, if, like I say, Maidstone played um, Cardiff, but Cardiff were drawn out first, whatever happens, Maidstone will still be at home that round. That could be another model they could use, even though... I wouldn't think the lower tier sides would like it because of the revenue that they, they get from away games. Uh, but that could be another more to maybe try and get more teams to do the giant killing model because if you more teams you think have a better chance of winning at home. So, But yeah, there's a couple of models from the from the other leagues that you could maybe try. I would say try it in the Carabao Cup first, maybe, if you're going to do it. Um, I think they have tried seeding once or twice in the Carabao Cup. They did over a couple of years, so maybe that's already been done, but you never know. That could be a good way of using it. Or maybe even the yeah, FA no, trophy as well. Yeah, no, and I think it's a really interesting point. Um, although I have got to disagree with you slightly in that I think the lower league clubs would much prefer having the home side than going away. I understand okay. the spectacle of playing at a larger state. Like, for example, if Maidstone got Manchester United, you'd have yeah. the Maidstone players who, have, who likely will have never and in the nicest way possible, will never play a ground like Old Trafford again unless they yeah. get through cups or they get massively promoted or they get you know scouted or whatever. The chances yeah. are small. And I understand the spectacle of playing of somewhere like Old Trafford. But 
getting there with a small fan base, it would be more difficult. And teams like Manchester United, your Chelsea's, your Arsenal's, your Liverpool's, your top six sort of clubs, they have fans all over the country. Obviously, it's more um, and more populated in certain areas, which is where the grounds are, probably, unless it's yeah. Man United. Um, but everywhere in the country you go, you'll find a Manchester United fan, a Liverpool fan, an Arsenal fan. And that is why, in my eyes, it's, it, it'd still be more beneficial financially as well as performance-wise yeah. for the lower seeded team to be at home. Obviously, I yeah, understand I, your point completely and I respect yeah. it, but that's just my opinion yeah. on it. It's just it's because with the whole thing, I think it's 50% ticket sales go to the away side in an FA Cup game. So that might be another reason why a, a side would like to be away. But like I said, a home side's a better chance of going through. So it has its points and disagreements and we can obviously agree to disagree on that point. But that's what I mean. That's what, that's what everyone loves about the FA Cup. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I would love to see a German model, maybe not in the FA Cup to start off with, but maybe in the Vars or the Trophy or the EFL Cup. Maybe try that model and, and see and see how that works. Because um, you never know, because it works so well in Germany, you get really big shocks sometimes. I would love to see it, maybe try it out, try let's see how it works, like they did with VAR. Uh, use it in certain times, certain competitions. Use the lower competitions to try it in the higher ones. And then, if that works, move up to be in a permanent edition. Yeah, and uh, I apologise. I wasn't aware that it was a 50-50 ticket splits for away matches, so I, I completely get your point. Yeah. Um, uh, looking at some of the more fixes, I'm seeing Swansea versus Morecambe, and we're seeing that Swansea have just sacked their manager, Duff. Um, Michael Duff. So how do we think they could go into it? More come in a bit of turmoil at the moment in themselves. Yeah. Um, struggling financially again, which we're seeing a lot at the moment, which is a shame. But it is a League Two side against a Championship side on paper. How do we think that could go with the with everything that's going on in the background at the moment? Yeah, Morecambe are going to be... I don't know, it depends on them because I'm right in saying that They've been really major kerfuffles with this fit and proper test because there were rumours about them getting someone. It was about a year ago, wasn't it? That they were supposed to be rumoured to get in this like millionaire from like TikTok or it wasn't TikTok, but it was like drop ship or something like that. And it didn't go through and we've not had anything since. And they're struggling to buy and find an owner and they're struggling with money now. So this FA Cup's going to be crucial to them. They're going to be up for it. With Mel Swansea, it depends who they get in. Uh, there's loads of options at the moment in the market for, for a good manager. You've got Heckenbottom, most likely, if he wants to go straight into management. He's really good in the championship. Uh, Warnock, if you really want him. I don't know if he wants to be there. I don't know what situation if he wants to do it. Uh, but like I said, there's loads of options in the championship or you go down to League One. Nathan Jones, yeah. Wasn't there? Yeah, I was going to say, just turn down Rotherham. Uh, Nathan Jones, yeah. Maybe maybe it feels like that could be a good job from Swansea. Isn't Nathan Jones Welsh as well? Right in saying he's Welsh. Oh, I don't know. I want you to be honest, <laughs> but I really I, couldn't give it to him. Might be. He's, he's uh, yeah. Let me just. He is. Let me, is he Welsh? He's 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 Welsh. <coughs> Google says yeah. he's Welsh. Yeah. So I was saying that could be a good job. Maybe even to go home. Um, maybe go to Wales. Try out maybe at Swansea. So, um, yeah, it would be really interesting uh, to see who they get in. But Swansea should win that considering the squad they have. Charlie Patino is a major outset for them. Um, I really rate him as a player. Um, really hope he can do big things in the future. But yes, once you have a good sign, they should win that. But 
be interesting what the Morecambe situation is come come that game. I think uh, with um, with Swansea, if Michael Duff was still there, I feel like Morecambe would have potentially more of a opportunity to uh, cause a bit of a giant killing because Michael Duff's he, particularly in the last game against Huddersfield, they drew one one, courtesy of a very late equaliser from Charlie Patino, who you mentioned. But the way he set about this game against an, uh, respect to Huddersfield, an awful Huddersfield side that always go out of the way, play for a point, play for a draw. They could have went there and got a win because Swansea are a very poor form as a recent winless in the last five or six, I believe. But doing stuff such as playing Jamal Lowe at centre forward when he's an outright winger yeah. is just bizarre. And it, it, I'm not surprised, to be honest, that Michael Duff has been shown the exit. And if he was still there, then I feel like Morecambe would have a bit more of a chance. Yeah. And also I feel like you would think um, that maybe he shouldn't have left Barnsley. Now you were thinking, no, definitely it. not. No, I, I mean, they're like, not in much better yeah. of a situation as well, yeah. But I feel like he probably would have been a better situation if Barnsley, Barnsley, if you say to Barnsley, I think Barnsley would probably be in that in that promotion in the promotion a bit higher up than they are at the moment. So, but there you go. Um, at the end of the day, that, that's how it goes. But yeah, I'll still look at some of the other FA Cups that jumped the page for me. Another one is, is Middlesbrough versus Villa. Um, yes, Villa are playing really well at the moment. Um, but like we say, like we said, Villa haven't won an FA Cup game in eight years or something stupid like that. Um, the last time they 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 won an FA Cup game was I think it was 2015 16 against against Wickham Wanderers in a replay, and since then they haven't won since. Obviously, famously, they lost to us last year. Um, they've lost to United a lot of the time, it's because they do get a lot of big sides. That was one year that they faced Liverpool and then. Didn't even have their entire team because uh, I think it was COVID. Uh, so they played the youth team because famously Louis Barry scored for them. Uh, who's now at Stockport, obviously. Now he's injured, won't be. Obviously, starting to live up to his potential a little. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully this year they might break the duck. But Middlesbrough are on a bit of a renaissance at the moment under Michael Carrick. So it'll be interesting. I feel like Middlesbrough are a really strange team at the moment. Uh, like, at the end of last season, I had them tipped to going up like automatically. Yeah. Um, they're currently signed 12th. They are quite a way off the automatic spots. Um, they are just, they're comfortably mid table at the moment. And I really expected more from them this season, if I'm honest. Um, so I'm be quite interested to see how that goes. And Morecambe have just had a change of manager as well. Uh, they've just brought in Jed, Jed Brannan, I believe. Yeah. Uh, who was caretaker for one game and they lost oh, it was 6-0 to Wrexham they lost 6-0 to Wrexham and after that he was appointed head coach uh, we spoke about this a little bit on the League 2 podcast when it happened, I'm thinking he must have an excellent report off the field because to lose 6-0 in your caretaker game and get given the job, that's quite that's quite a feat I think um, there might be money though, there might be a money oh, situation it, 100% it's because it was the cheap option he hasn't got previous experience in terms of first team coaching at this level. I think he was first team coach for Accrington's under 23s or something like that. Um, but not to this level. So obviously would demand a much lesser wage than uh, Derek Adams did and somebody else of that nature would. 
So it'd be quite interesting to see how that does because part of me is really rooting for Jed Brown. I want him to kind of prove himself and go, you know, this might be my first job, but I'm, I'm class, even though we started terribly with the two losses. Um, but then they have just gone and beat Wickham in the in the FA Cup. So I, I, it's, it's an interesting one. Wickham, a bit like um, the phrase you used earlier on, Lewis, is that they're consistently inconsistent because they can go from beating... Wickham, who aren't even in the same division, to losing six nil. Yeah, and I think uh, going back on uh, Middlesbrough, I, I was just about to say it as well. Consistently inconsistent, you know, the very middle inside this season. And you mentioned it as well. You tipped them for promotion. I feel like I was up until the point that they ended up getting rid of the likes of Chubak Palm, who went to Ajax and. Isn't exactly having the best of times over there. Ajax in general is a right, it's a right mess over in Holland. But they've recovered well after a pretty poor start to the season, and in very similar vein to Watford, just sit on three points outside them playoff spots. Yeah, no, they are. It's a, it's going to be an interesting draw. Um, if I'm, it, for me, that's exhausted the the main jump out fixtures. Is there anything? Is there any other fixtures that you two thought were big talking points? Uh, I think for me, um, I think another one is just sort of the, the amount of sides you look at the non league sides. There's not really any none of the non league sides other than maybe you would say maybe Chesterfield. They've got a good chance of going through. Uh, you look at Barnet and Newport County. There's a chance there for an all non-league side, an all non-league tie in the fourth round, uh, in the third round, sorry, between Barnet and Eastleigh. Um, but I think it just shows at the moment that non-league sides are good enough to beat league sides and go on a bit of a cup run. Um, like I said, I think there's at least going to be three non-league sides in the next round. Uh, at, uh, yeah, at least three. You could maybe have. Six, maybe seven, sorry, because you've got Alfreton, um, Aldershot and Barnet, who could go through via replays or the actual match being played. Um, well, yeah, what we could talk about maybe is Alfreton versus Walsall. Um, about how that game in the third, that, and uh, we can talk about some of the postponements, like the two weird ones, um, the one between Forest Green as well. Um, that's what I mean. I think the Alpherton one, I think, is the worst. To pull it off yeah. with, was it 10 minutes before the game was supposed to start? I, I think I saw on Twitter about someone who travelled from Exmouth, which is a long way away from where they were, to then get a game called off within 10 minutes of the game supposed to be starting. There were rumours, um, uh, there were rumours about it that Alfreton wanted to play and Walsall didn't, but I don't know if those rumours are true. But that is what I've bit, heard as well. Yeah. yeah. But that's I what like I mean. Is, so I was saying, because that game's been played tomorrow, I believe. Alfreton versus Walsall. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, you mentioned there like the the two sides, Alfreton wanted to play Walsall on the other side. I feel like the reason why it was called only 10 minutes prior was because I think the TV channels wanted to go ahead more often than not. And when you weigh up the, the TV channels and the fans that have made the journey, unfortunately, for whatever reason, because 
or the economic background of football, the TV channels will always get priority as opposed to the fans that have made yeah. the journey. It is a game where if it wasn't on TV, it may have potentially been postponed a few hours, maybe even the night before. And the fact that I believe Alfredton will tweeting in the morning that there's not even going to be a ground inspe- inspection or that it's already been completed and they were definitely going to play. Like to be saying all that and, and to call it off in the last 10 minutes is just incredibly inconsiderate to the fans. And of course, it's only an hour each way for Walsall fans, but still, they've, they've paid the hard earned money for the tickets and now it's midweek and some of them fans won't be able to make it because of work, etc. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, you brought it up earlier on, Owen, that uh, if Alfredton do go through, I think them and Maidstone, because Maidstone are National League North, I believe Alfredton National League... Uh, no, sorry, Maidstone are National League South, I believe Alfredton National League North. So they're on the same sort of level. Those two would be the lowest rankings. Unless in the last nine minutes of the game, Ramsgate can get six, which I'm I'm feeling is unlikely. <laughs> um, that could mean that Alfreton and... Uh, Maidstone both go into the third round which in my is absolutely fantastic for lower league football itself yeah um, and uh, you yeah you brought up a um, a national league tie was it uh, Eastleigh Barnet was it yeah that's what could happen yeah yes. if, um, if Barnet could beat Newport which is doable considering it's going to be at the Hive um, I believe uh, that the replay is going to be at the Hive Stadium yep. so um, I believe that game will most likely be on telly, the replay as well, because I think the two replay games will probably be Aldershot versus Barnet. Sorry, Aldershot versus Stockport, Barnet versus um, Newport. Uh, unfortunately for Steve Nish and Port Bell fans, including me, that it won't be on telly unless they some reason play it. Um, but yeah, Newport, Barnet versus... is uh, Barnet versus... And I keep forgetting people's names. Barnet versus um, Newport looks like to be a... Good game to watch, and hopefully, if we get Barnet versus Eastley, that's brilliant. I don't know when was the last time, or if you've ever had two non-league sides play each other in the third round of the FA Cup. Don't know. That's probably happened at one point or another. Um, but to see that happen would be brilliant for the non-league game as a whole, um, and also means we'll see at least one non-league side in the fourth round, which is brilliant. Yeah, you're. you're uh, if I'm honest, I don't have that stat to pull out. Uh, as to whether there's been a non-league um, draw in the third round before, and if so, when. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I think it's a bit of a, a double-sided, uh, double-edged sword in that sense, because obviously it's brilliant that there's um, two National League sides in the third round together, um, because that means in the fourth round there will at least be one National League side in there, which is very good for whoever that is, because obviously they're much more likely of getting a, a big, big team. You've got to feel a bit yeah, sorry actually, for them though, now. Sorry, sorry, I was going to say it goes back to our thing of when we're saying the non-league, the, like the lower league sides, get drawn against the Premier League and Championship teams. But if that was the case, we wouldn't have two non potential of two non-leagues, non-league sides against each other. And yeah. of course, they get that, that that potential big game in the third round. But about to come into the fourth round as well is even much even more of a spectacle and yeah. would sort of be getting rid of the opportunity for that. Yeah. Also more money's at stake as well in the fourth round, obviously. Yeah. More money for, for the for the clubs to get into. So for them, yeah. It's a dream for Eastley because Eastley they've got a chance either playing a low performing 
non-league side, a low-performing league side in Newport County, or yes, Barnet are doing uh, aren't the greatest at the moment in 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 the national league. I know they're a bit of a losing streak at the moment, um, but still a, a non-league to a non-league side similar to the quality of Eastleigh. So for them, I think they'll be licking their lips to who they get in the next round and. Realistically, they've got a great possibility of making the FA Cup fourth round this year. So, considering the last three years, last two years, I think they lost to Bourne Wood in the first round. Um, they'll be happy to see themselves maybe even bagging a definitely bagging a third round place, leaving a fourth round place. Yeah, well, it's definitely up there. Um, yeah, like we've kind of gone through, there's definitely two sides to it. Um, but yeah, no, both to both. Teams doing well at the moment. Uh, Barnet third, um, Eastley doing what Eastley do. I think they're around mid table, uh, but could be pushing for playoffs. And like I've said before, I think they will do. Um, there's one last thing I kind of wanted to. We spoke about in the group chat a little bit earlier on that I wanted to touch on, which is the FA Cup streaming. Uh, obviously, at the moment we can't use iFollow, and so it leaves you with very limited options because obviously if it's not picked for TV and you can't get there, then you you just you, you can't watch it. And I don't think that's incredibly fair. Like on a personal scale, I uh study up in Leeds. I'm a Notts County fan. Leeds to Nottingham isn't the easiest journey to do. It's a couple of hours on the train, especially when it's a like Friday 7.45 kickoff. I physically wouldn't have been able to get home if I went to watch the game. It wasn't picked for TV. Or was it picked for TV? No, it was York versus Wigan on TV. Okay. It wasn't picked for TV. I have only seen clips of our terrible defending from this game. I haven't seen anything else. I've seen Sanderson score a goal, which was lovely. And I've seen clips of terrible defending, and that was all. But I I don't think that's fair. I think there needs to be an maybe not I follow, maybe something different. But at least some way of being able to access your your team playing in the FA Cup. Yeah, especially if it's not a three o'clock kickoff. Understandable yeah. if it's three o'clock kickoff, but if it isn't, the FA should do a because they have the FA player right for the women's league, right? Why don't you use that for the FA Cup games that aren't three o'clock kickoffs? If you have to, I'd rather <laughs> not. If you want to, because you have to afford the cost. Do the iFollow scenario and do 10 quid for a game. Maybe a little bit cheaper if you want to. Um, no lower, no lower than no higher than 10 quid, but maybe do that model instead. Um, but you never know. That's what I say. That's what I my opinion should be. Um, especially if it's not uh, uh especially with iFollow leaving next year uh, due to the new sky deal. So I think maybe the use the FA player, but like if they if they want to do it for free, brilliant. But if they have to put the cost towards it, maybe a fiver or tenner. Yeah, I think there definitely have to be some sort of um, reasonable cost behind whatever streaming platform it would be, just to you know fund the cost of actual actually being at the game with the equipment. Yeah. Um, but there should definitely be a means of watching your team play. I think it's, I think it's baffling now that sometimes there isn't ways to watch your football team play in yeah. in this day and age. I'm not able to watch a League Two or FA Cup game of football, and I think that's. That's, that's really poor, yeah. and I think it desperately needs to change. Yeah. Also, they're able to do it during the pandemic. During the FA Cup third round, every game was had a, every game was either on iPlayer 
or on the BBC normal or BBC or, or ITV or BT normal channels. They've done it before and they did it for free. I know it's during COVID and different scenarios, but like, like I also say, the stuff for the iFollow service will already be there from league games because they stream, even if the games are three open kickoff, they still stream it for international audiences. So just use that. Yes, it's single camera. It's not the greatest, but you're able to watch your team play. Just use that. It's so easy. Just use it, please. Especially if my team... Yeah. Especially if my team's Sorry. playing at 7.45 on a Friday night to like Carlisle or Gateshead. I'm not going to go up there. It's too far. Let me watch it on I. Let me watch it on a streaming service. So even if I have to spend a little bit of money, that's fine. I will do that. Just let me watch the game. I feel, I feel like it is like a very easy argument. I think we should have this accessibility to watch it. Maybe not at three o'clock kickoffs because of the whole blackout. And personally, I agree with the blackout. I think it still should yeah. be intact for the lower league clubs. But I feel like when it comes to the to the, the TV companies that get to decide this sort of thing, the, the, the games that will be televised already are the big Premier League ones. The non-league ones probably won't get much coverage, even though they should do. Like I think I think Jeff Stellan was saying as well, uh, a lower league, non-league side coming up against half-season opposition, opposition, that's where the, the spotlight should be, rather than Liverpool playing Arsenal. And I feel like if Arsenal-Liverpool will be on TV, I don't think the TV companies, wrongly, I don't think they'll really care if... You know, Millwall, Leicester is 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 or isn't televised or Swansea, yeah. Morecambe. I just don't think yeah. that'll be their priority. Because Arsenal, Liverpool's taking place on TV two weeks before. I think the twenty third. There's a game between Liverpool and Arsenal, mm-hmm. and that's going to be televised two or three weeks later in the FA Cup. So that's what I mean. There's times where where like the same game was televised three weeks in a row or something stupid due to TV and the FA Cup and all that. So. It's stupid, but, you know, we live in those times where they have to show those games because otherwise the armchair fans are going to be really angry. So, yeah, just sad, really. Yeah, I feel, but... yeah. I feel, like, I feel like as much as I championed for Arsenal-Liverpool probably be one of the most boring fixtures in that third round just because, it, again, it's it's all Premier League tie. An all-league tie in general is just pointless, in my opinion. Yeah. But... We, we we are in the minority, us three sitting here, unfortunately, because them big six fans, they'll throw up a hissy fit if that's not on TV. It's just the way things go, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid it is. Um, and I think that kind of rounds us off nicely. Is there anything else you two wanted to bring up desperately? No, just the just about the core screen good. situation, but yes, I think that's no, already sort of situation. Been, yeah. Which is sort of similar to Barnsley. If it is completely similar to Barnsley, they're probably going to be kicked out and replaced by Scarborough. Which, again, that's a good chance for him on the league side to maybe go through. But I don't know. I feel I feel like it's punishable. The problem is Liverpool had the same issue in the League Cup two or three years ago um, against MK Dons because um, they finished prepared, but they were only fined about 100 grand. Yes, it was a different competition. But then also, again, if Barnes were fine a hundred grand, that could sink them or lose them a lot ton of their budgets. I understand why they kick them out because they're putting because this thing, if they were given the choice of expulsion or hundred grand fine, they probably would take the expulsion, right? Same as a team like Forest oh, Green. Yeah. 
because that 100 grand fine, even though they're still in the competition, you probably won't make that back. And that and that puts your, your team in the mud, especially if you're a small club like Forest Green R. So, yeah. Yeah, Those kids, no, if, if it was if it was a similar if it was a similar fate for a Premier League or even a Championship club, a hundred grand fine, they'd probably field a full eleven of ineligible players because they wouldn't really care. So I feel like it's much better that they are just kicked out the competition there and then. Yeah, no, I think you're completely correct. Um, I don't know too much about the Forest Green situation, if I'm honest, but from what I can gather is that they've filled fil- an, an ineligible player. Oh, my word, that was a mouthful. Um, I think if they are kicked out, which if they have done, they should receive the same punishment as Barnsley. So they should be. I think Scarborough Athletic will be rubbing their little hands together and they will be really chuffed because that'll be, well, if they go through, that means they'll be, again, tied lowest ranking in the, in the competition, along with Maidstone and with Alfreton. And it leaves more room for one of those three to go forward, which personally I would absolutely love to see. I'd love yeah. a lower yes. league club like that to go yeah. on such a run. And also imagine if Scarborough win, they get this thing, they win, they beat Blackpool somehow. I know it's away, but still, you never know. Could beat Blackpool. And then what's that? They've got an away side against a Premier League side in Nottingham Forest. Like, that's what I mean. It's 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 gonna be like I mean, this has been thrown up weird that we've had not had an eligible player for like what 10, 15, 20 years, you never see it. Now they're having it two in the same rounds, like it's mental. But it's a brilliant chance he's not league side to go on those big away days and and maybe have a shock. Yeah, maybe so. And it does make you wonder whether there's been some confusion about the rules this year. Because like you've just said, we've had two in the same round, which normally there's maybe one a competition at max. Yeah. And also with Barnes, I think Barnes leaves is more just them just not knowing anything, which is stupid because that's been the rule forever with the lone player thing. But, you know. Hey ho, we move on and hopefully, well, personally, I'd like to see Scarborough Athletic in the third, in the second round against Blackpool. I'd like to see him in the third round against Forest. And as a Notts County fan, I'd like them to beat Nottingham Forest. Um, I think that rounds us off nicely. Yep. Um, so for those who've watched on YouTube, however many of you there are, thank you very much for watching. We'll give you a little wave because you can see us. Um, for those listening on Spotify and Apple or whatever streaming service you use, thank you very much for listening. If you wouldn't mind leaving a five-star review, that would be fantastic. And of course, any feedback is always very welcomed. So thank you very much for listening. This has been the FA Cup special from Luxport Media. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.